do you know that about one in every three people in the United States listen to at least one podcast every month? That's millions of people listening. And do you also know that every month, thousands of podcast listeners listen to the Tales of an African Princess in America podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business service or event that you would love others to hear about? Then look no further. To promote your services on the podcast, send an email to talesbydroozy at gmail.com today. Or you can visit our website at www.talesofanafricanprincessinamerica.com. Hi guys, welcome to the Tales of an African Princess in America. My name is Ozzy. Today I have one of my special, special, special friends in the house, Nosy. Welcome, hey. <laughs> so let me tell you um, a little bit about how we met. You know, usually I'll ask people to tell me how we met, but I'll tell you how we met. <laughs> so I remember in grad school, mm-hmm. you know, going to the dorm and I was passing by this door and I saw the name Nosy. And I was like, wait, hold <laughs> on. That looks like my name, you know, and I went back and I was like, oh, it looks like my name. And so I kind of like hung around. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And I really wanted to see who was going to go in the door. And then I saw you. <laughs> walk into your room oh your yes pops. i remember that <laughs> and that's kind of like the first time i saw you you know it's so nice that we stayed friends all these years and i'm glad that you're on the podcast oh, thank today. you so much for having me thank you so much and you know you are actually like the very first person that i met at loma linda i'm a noisemaker everywhere i go so <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to you're not so notice. funny <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's a little bit about how I know you. But um, how would you want the world to know you tonight? Uh, my name is Nozi, as Ozzy has mm-hmm. said, but it's actually short for uh, Nozi Po. And I am a transformational mm-hmm. lifestyle coach. And I pretty much help women gain courage and confidence in themselves so that they can reach their goals and create a life that is fulfilling. And so that's what I do professionally. Um, I'm also married. I've been married for four years now. And I'm a mom for for like three months now. (laughs) Oh, wow. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm three months in um, with that. Our son was born, yeah, in July. So, And that's kind of like the reason why we're here is let's just talk about being a mom you know I know that you know you've been married for four years and were you hoping to wait four years before you had your son when I got married no <laughs> I you know, okay. I didn't I knew I wanted to wait probably maybe like a couple of years before I got pregnant mm-hmm. but never like four years so yeah and you know in African time four years is like girl four years. <laughs> I know that because like literally when people are getting married everyone is looking like okay wait is she pregnant already? And, you know, by the time it's nine months, like one year, everyone is looking at you like, okay, where's the baby? You exactly. know what I mean? So I know it can be really stressful to just say or, you know, say I'm taking my time or even just wait to have a baby in, in the African setting. It's like, you know, what are you guys mm-hmm. doing? So tell me a little bit about why you waited this long to have your little bundle of joy. So even though we've been married for four years, we weren't necessarily waiting for four years. Well, we waited for two years, well, three years. We started wanting to try about a year before we actually got pregnant. That sounds reasonable to me. I mean, if you say I've been trying to have a baby for a year, I feel like that's normal. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) 
Is is that not you know normal? what? I don't know. I know I've never actually asked what you know it would be considered normal for me in my head. I would think, okay, yeah, you know, you go ahead, you do the deed, and then bam, you're pregnant. Right. So right, I've never really right. had an idea of what's considered normal and what's not. I just knew, okay, this is what happened for us, you know. And um, baby came when we were caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you the best things in life happen when you're not chasing after it. I feel like that's what you happens know, for the most part. You know, you know? What? I have to mm-hmm. agree. I have mm-hmm. to agree. In our case, what happened was um, around the time when, well, when we said, okay, you know what, we're ready. Right. I started getting um, sick, not necessarily sick in the mm. sense that, you know, a certain type of like d- disease that I didn't know about, but I already had what right. was called um PCOS, which is called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so I already knew I had that. And Mm -hmm. at the time that we decided to get pregnant, for whatever reason, all my PCOS symptoms just started going crazy. And I'm like, really bad. (laughs) Right now, like that's what we're doing. And so like even symptoms that I'd never had before just started coming up. And I didn't Mm. know what that was about, you know, and about a month later, I decided mm-hmm. to go and get checked. And so instead of going to like conventional medicine and going to my, you know, regular OB, um, right. I decided to go to a naturopath um, and figure out, okay, I want to know the root of the problem. I already know that I have PCOS, but how can I treat it from the root? Um, yeah, right. instead of just focusing on the symptoms and having those go away, because at the end of the day, you know, I'm still going to have mm-hmm. this condition. So tell me, what are some of the symptoms that you well, talk about? Some of about? the symptoms that I had? <laughs> okay, they're right. a bit graphic. <laughs> well, this is a family podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, let's just say, you know, things like um, your cycle is not the way that it's supposed okay. to be. Okay. Some things might mm-hmm. be longer. And some things might be mm-hmm. shorter. Um, my hormone levels were up and down. Yeah. Oh, Lord. But, you know, I wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily like, you know, what you would consider like angry or one minute angry. I could feel in my body the change in my hormone levels. It's mm. hard to explain, but, you know, that was mm. kind of what was going on. And yeah, so those are kind of some of the less graphic, I guess. I, I appreciate that you're able to even like give me an idea yeah. of what it is, you know. I mean, just having your hormones just go crazy on you like I do once in a month. I feel like, oh my goodness, I cannot wait for this week to right. be over. And I know that that's, oh my God, that has to be even more right. stressful. And so, yeah, I can kind of relate yeah. to what you're talking about. So imagine like okay. two months straight. Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, that had oh. never happened to me mm-hmm. before. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the times you skip months and you never know when it's coming, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but this time it was just like a consistent thing. And I was like, what's going on? And so, you know, obviously I had to figure out, you know, what was going on. So yeah, that kind of gives you an idea mm-hmm. of what was taking place around um, that time we were trying. Oh, wow. That's yeah. stressful. Um, now that you went to the um, alternative medicine route to try to figure it out, what, what were some of the changes that you had to go through? What did they have you do? Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I had to literally change my entire lifestyle. Wow. When I went, they did like a panel of different things. Like they took all of my hormone level tests, blood tests, 
just dual analysis, everything. They wanted to compile as much information as they could to find out food sensitivities, how I react to medications in the conventional sense and in the alternative sense, you know, everything mm. you can possibly know about my body they wanted to know. And I had it all that information there at the end of it all. I had a packet mm. of information that said, this is what's going on with your body. Yeah, I wow. mean, it was, it was a relieving thing to, to, to have that because mm-hmm. at least I can now pinpoint different areas that I can actually work on. So that's exactly what I did. I sat with the naturopath and the dietitian. They pretty much told me to go on an anti-inflammatory diet, which is no soy, no gluten, no nuts, no dairy, oh. and low glycemic. So, I mean, think about all... Pretty much covers everything that we exactly, eat, right? Exactly. So what were you eating you know the what? whole time? To this day, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> you know, every, time, every time somebody asks me like, Oh, so, you know, what do you eat? I always tell them pretty much grass, you know, that's what I eat. Wow. You know, I'm just curious to know, like, while you were going through all of this, when you know, all these things were happening, what was your husband eating? Was he eating the anti-inflammatory diet with you or was he like going to Burger King or what oh, was yeah, he doing? He was going out and I was looking at him eating it. I'm like, oh, so that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, he would eat right. out and I mean, which is fine. But, you know, like I said, like I cook at home. So fortunately, mm. I was able to kind of really be creative with a lot of the meals and still try to make them delicious and not so bland enough so that he could also eat them. And so he was really good about right. that. So whatever I cooked, he ate. Sometimes I made a little bit extra you know something for Mm -hmm. him so that he could you know enjoy his meal as well you know even though I can't eat it yeah Yeah. well I was gonna ask you about your support system because I'm always very curious about you know people who go through things like these I'm always curious about how they get through Mm -hmm. it you know and just talking to you I could tell that your husband he was very supportive but were there times when you felt like you were all by yourself were there times when you felt like you know what I'm going through it's my body and you know I'm all by myself in this experience um not necessarily no I you know when I'm looking back I don't think that I actually ever felt that however you know maybe Mm -hmm. if I'm having like an intense craving of something you know a lot of the times Mm -hmm. it was like maybe frozen yogurt or pizza right you know something like that that I I couldn't eat and then I mm. saw him you know would go <laughs> go to the store and get his favorite ice cream and cake and indulge <laughs> and everything I'm like man like and you know I'm like you know yeah. it could be easy you know you can make it a little easier you know <laughs> yeah 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 but I mean yeah. I understood I mean he didn't have to do it but at the same time mm-hmm. because I had a goal it was easier for me to be strong in it you know had I not had anything right, to look forward right. to or, or had a reason for why I was doing what I was doing I would have said can I have some you know (laughs) yeah okay so so how long did it take for you to get pregnant you know once you started your anti-inflammatory diet and you were getting all these good yummy grassy things but how long did it take for you to actually get pregnant from that okay, point so on? So here's the funny part. So I started the anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. diet. I started exercising, like just not cardio, but like walking calmly, really being in nature and just relaxing and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I did that, but mm-hmm. my symptoms got worse. <laughs> you were listening to the Tales of an African Princess in America podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please visit our website, Tales of an African Princess in America.com. You can also email us talesbydrozi at gmail.com. 
You can follow us on social media on Facebook, Tales of an African Princess in America, or on Instagram, African Princess in America. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a rating on iTunes. Welcome back. But here's the thing. I started to get panic attacks and anxiety attacks. I'd never experienced anything like that before. And that went on for a couple of months and really made me channel my journey a little bit differently. Because while I was doing all these things and walking and trying to relax and trying to eat right, I was also stressing, which led to the panic attacks and and all that. So things Mm -hmm. got worse before they did get better. Mm -hmm. And then it was probably about, after things got better, probably about maybe four to six months Mm until the time that I actually got pregnant. Wow. And then you just spoke about something that, you know, a lot of people deal with. It's just this panic attacks, like sometimes stressing about something. And how do you control that? Like for you, what were the things that you did that just helped you um, experience that calm that you really really needed so how did you get through that time yeah for me I had to realize what the initial problem was what was stressing Mm -hmm. me out okay I realized okay Mm -hmm. yeah I wanted to get pregnant but why was Mm -hmm. it stressing me so much to the point where I was getting panic attacks that's the question I had to ask myself and Mm -hmm. God revealed to me in so many ways something that I really Mm -hmm. had to learn and it literally has changed my entire life and how I even look at life I wanted to get pregnant I obviously and I before even I got married I knew the kind of family that I wanted I knew how many children I wanted I knew their (laughs) names like I knew all of that like I had a clear picture of what it is that I wanted and during that time when I was having panic attacks God revealed to me that I was trusting so much in myself having this ideal family and these ideal number of Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. that I doubted whether or not if God's actual plan was even the best for me Mm -hmm. you know so the anxiety was coming from a place of okay I'm totally not in control of this but because I know that God is in control of this what if his idea for my life is different than what I have in mind? Right, right. A lot of times it's very difficult to completely yeah. trust, you know, because in a way we like to control things. We like to we like to have an idea of what's going to happen next, you know, and you want to be able to say, I, I'm planning for this and I know what exactly is going to happen. But for a lot of us, it doesn't right. happen that way. And so I think it's really crucial that you, you're, you're sharing this message today because there are a lot of people who are hoping for things like, you know, like having a baby and it's not happening right now and they're like having all these panic attacks and thinking about you know what to do next and it's very reassuring to hear from you that you've been through that and you've come out of it and so um, thank you for sharing your story and you know I just want to add really quick to that because I know it's it's something that God revealed to me during that moment you know well many of those Mm. moments was that you know at the end of the day what's gonna happen is gonna happen at the time it's gonna happen to whom it's going to happen Mm. to Mm -hmm. and being okay Mm -hmm. with that and now making sure that you place yourself in a place of peace. Right. And there's right. a verse in the Bible that continually, always to this day, puts me in check on that very message. And that and that's Matthew mm. 6 27, where it says, Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? If you stress no. about having that baby, is that stress that mm. you're carrying and that worry, is that gonna make the baby come any faster? 
no, the baby's mm-hmm. gonna come when the baby's gonna come to whom it's gonna come to. You know, all right, girl. <laughs> you know, so me stressing your better friend. It's not gonna. It's not gonna mm-hmm. make the baby come faster. So now you just gotta be okay with that fact and channel yourself mm-hmm. in, a, in a place of peace. So while yes, you are trying to get your body right. While yes, you're mm-hmm. gonna do everything that the doctor says so that you know you and your husband can be in the best possible situation to be able to house and give birth to your child. Focus mm-hmm. as well on being in a place of peace and surrender throughout the entire process and not being so attached and fixated on it Mm. that now it delays the process because now you're so stressed about it, you know? Yeah. Right. What lessons have you learned that you can share with us today? Yeah, I think that lesson of just surrender and channeling Mm. your mind for peace and not worrying is one of the biggest lessons that I have learned and I needed to learn because naturally in my life, I've always been a worrier. I've always been a planner. I've always been so detailed in my goals. And when I'm mm-hmm. detailed in my goals, I play them in my head over and over again. I have a clear picture of what they look like. And it's hard for me sometimes to let go if I receive something different. Right. So I think that has been one right. of the biggest life lessons that has even carried on till now in all the different mm-hmm. areas of my life. So, yeah. Right. I know for sure that you're a planner. I remember one time we were supposed to go somewhere together and you called me. You're like, um, you were going to pick me up, mm-hmm. right? And you called me. You said, Ozzy, I'm right outside. <laughs> and I I like hurried I slapped that makeup on my face like I ran outside and I was just like where are you and you're like oh I'll still be there and I was so <laughs> upset you know and he told me well I have to tell you I was right outside so you mm-hmm. hurry up and you know and and I, I keep thinking about that to this day because I'm just like wow she's so organized you know <laughs> I totally get it when you say that you're a planner because for sure I've experienced that yes. with you <laughs> yeah you gotta have a wusa moment and let go and learn to let go and that it's gonna be yeah. okay it doesn't have to be you know right perfect all the time mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah okay let's talk about your pregnancy and so you finally got pregnant how did you find out you oh were man you know what that is it's so funny that I'm even having this um this conversation with you because I mm-hmm. was actually pregnant at your wedding and I did not know <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot really <laughs> I had no idea, but I was like, like, you know, now when I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah, I remember the, right. one of the first signs of my pregnancy happened mm-hmm. at your wedding, but I had, I had no idea, but I found out mm-hmm. about when I was about six weeks pregnant. I didn't think I was pregnant. Okay. I just remember having certain symptoms, you know, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, you know, my period is coming, it's coming. And But I would tell a couple of my friends, I'd be like, you know, I'm cramping and, or, you know, I'm feeling something type of way, but it's so weird. I've never felt mm-hmm. it like this before, you know, I never. And then one of my friends was like, you know, why don't you take a pregnancy test? And I was like, for <laughs> what? I was like, I'm not pregnant, you know? <laughs> Like, no, you know, Mother Nature, she's coming. Okay, that's what's ha- that's what's right. happening here. But you know, that's what I thought. And then all of a sudden, right. I had a toothache, like a really bad toothache, and I was like, "What is going on?" So I went to the dentist, and they were like, "You know what? Your teeth are mm-hmm. fine. You just have a mm-hmm. sinus infection." And I was like, "A sinus okay. infection?" And so. <laughs> And so they told me to take this, you know, you know, this medication for that and, you know, over the counter. I delayed mm-hmm. on taking that. Mind you, like, I want to pause because when I went to the dentist, they had to take some x-rays, right? I, I oh don't know. But for whatever reason, I told them I might be pregnant. Can they do some kind of protective layer? I don't know why I told them that. Mm. I didn't think about 
it's something it just kind of came out of my mouth but I had never right. even entertained that thought so it's just weird mm. but so you were already a mother before you even knew <laughs> yeah, it yeah. And, protecting your child um, so mm-hmm. they told me what to take at the you know pharmacy but I just never went to go take it until about maybe a couple <laughs> of days later the toothache was hitting me really bad and I was like okay you know what I'm just gonna go take this medication but before I go let me just take a pregnancy test just in case because I remember the night before a friend of mine was like you should just mm. go ahead and take a test you know and, and you just to make sure and so I was like okay right. you know what this morning after hubby goes to work I'm gonna go ahead and take the test and so I'm right. here you know taking the test and I'm thinking okay and I'm gonna be on my way to the store to get the medication when mm-hmm. I looked at that thing it, it's usually these tests say three minutes Could you <laughs> not? it had to be maybe like 30 seconds it felt like two seconds to me to be quite I see two red lines and they are bold dark I've never seen it. So I looked and I had to make sure that I was like, oh, I had to make sure like it wasn't an ovulation test instead. You know, I was right, like, right. I couldn't believe it. You know, I couldn't believe it. I thought and I it was like a cheapy test, too. So I didn't believe it. So I was like, OK, let me take a digital one just to make, you know, make sure. And sure enough, it says pregnant. Like it spells pregnant. Wow. And I was so confused, so happy. <laughs> I had all these emotions mm-hmm. at all at once. I mean, it was a beautiful, yeah. unexpected moment. It definitely sounds like it was beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, it's really heartwarming to hear that story that, you know, you waited this long and you finally got your bundle of joy. But I'm kind of curious, like a lot of times while we're waiting for things to happen mm-hmm. for us or happen to us, a lot of our friends around are getting those things, you know. So you might have friends, you might be waiting to take get a nice job and then you know all your friends around you are getting really really great jobs or even maybe you're waiting to have a baby and you see your friends going ahead and having one baby two babies because I know that you you want to really support your friends and I know that a lot of your friends have had or a lot of our friends have had kids mm-hmm. um how is how are you still able to um celebrate with them and still do the things that you need to do even though you know that in your heart you also want to have a baby yeah that's a great question you know, one thing I noticed about me was I separated my desire for kids with my friends and celebrating them. So yes, a lot of my friends mm-hmm. were having kids. Some of them were ha- having multiple, some of them, you know, multiple after multiple right. kids. And for me, what I did was I celebrated those pregnancies and those births with them. Mm-hmm. I was right there with them, you know, checking up mm-hmm. on them, making sure that, you mm-hmm. know, they have what they needed, that they were feeling okay, mm-hmm. investing in their in their pregnancies and talking it out with them, praying with them, planning their baby showers, Mm -hmm. you know, so the things mm-hmm. that I, because I wanted a baby, I wanted to still give back that desire to somebody else, to my friends, you know, and show them that same right. gratitude that I would have if it happened to me as well. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's pretty much what I did and what to this day I still continue to do. Yeah, that's amazing. And I know that at my wedding, you were starting to have those symptoms, but you were there for me and you're very selfless and you can still show up for your friends even when you're going through stuff. And it's just amazing to hear you say that it's by celebrating others and you know not be miserable when others are succeeding that you go through that okay so let's talk about the pregnancy journey itself Mm -hmm. how's that for you I mean it was pretty good actually wow (laughs) I will say that uh, my pregnancy was great I'd I'd say it wasn't tough but it was great (laughs) Um, okay now you have to explain I mean there were definitely some challenges and some things that God definitely worked in me um, mm-hmm. 
throughout the entire process. I mean, my first trimester, I mean, that was probably the most difficult, I guess, in a sense, physically. Like I was sick, I was tired um, all the time. Oh I couldn't um, do a lot of things, just fall asleep randomly all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, so physically, that one was tough. My second trimester mm -hmm. was tough, I guess, more mentally. My last trimester, it was back to physical and it was more like, okay, come, 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 you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, so now that you've had your baby, what has really changed? I know that you text me at odd hours now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why is she even up? Like, she usually isn't up at that time. But now you're texting me super early. So tell me about that. What has changed since you, you know, you brought your baby? Home? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and it's funny because while I prepared for pregnancy and while I prepared for, you know, the labor I wanted, which was not what happened. <laughs> okay, that's um, right. <laughs> I didn't really put much thought into postpartum or have really an idea of what that actually looked like. I didn't know the challenges mm -hmm. that usually happen. Like I invested zero energy or time in figuring <laughs> out what postpartum was going to be like. So in my head, mm -hmm. I'm thinking the baby's going to come. The hardest mm -hmm. part is going to be the labor. I'm going to give birth. Mm -hmm. And then the baby is just going to join right into the life that my husband and I have created. And life is just going to move on. And <laughs> I got the shock of my life. Wow. I got the shock of my life because what where I thought it was going to be you know the baby merging into what was already there it became mm. a baby takeover okay <laughs> and I know a lot of people's um, experiences are different everyone's experience after birth is going to be different right the amount of help that you get is going to be different it's, there's so many mm -hmm. factors that come into play but I'm speaking mm -hmm. on my experience and it just felt mm -hmm. like everything that I did prior to baby or worked on prior mm. to baby suddenly was put on halt and all I can do was baby like my whole life wow. consisted of 24-7 baby and I was not ready <laughs> for that mentally you know my friend told me that in grad school she um she had a baby while we were in grad school and one day I asked her and I was like you know what part of this is the most difficult part of it and she I was expecting that she would say labor mm -hmm. right that's how we've been trained like We've heard all these horror stories about labor and, you know, for, for us, it's like, okay, I'm training to, for this one moment where I have to push, mm -hmm. right? And my friend was actually telling me the, the most stressful part of having a baby is actually having yes. a baby, like going home with a baby because she's like, that is the stressful part. That's the part where you have to stay up at night, figure things out. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, wow. I've never experienced anything like it and I could have never prepared for it. I, and it could be a blessing because maybe, you know, I didn't have to stress about, oh, I wonder what it's going to be like and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and, a, mm -hmm. and a part of me is like at the same time, I had initially planned to like conserve my placenta and eat it because I heard like, oh, you know, there's a lot of benefits, you know, to doing that. And a part of me is no way. You actually no, I'm kidding, not kidding. Right? But a part of me now is like, you know what? I should have <laughs> saved that. Yes. Wait, well, how are you planning to eat this? Like put it in like oatmeal and stuff? Okay, like, so some what? people do do that, but I wouldn't, I wasn't going to do that. I was going to encapsulate it and drink it like it, and yeah, like okay. it was a pill. <laughs> supposed to actually like help um, with like hormone levels. And because I already have PCOS, I'm 
I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that might, you okay. know, just okay. for like those kind of benefits. But I didn't. And, and, and it was this like, uh, who, how did you find out about this? Like, what website do you go to? Look oh, you know, things? Google is your friend. Listen, Google has become like my, my second companion. Okay. Because I have my husband <laughs> here and then I have Google on the other side, you know? So, oh, wow. So, um, that is the funniest thing I've heard today. Yeah. But yeah, I think you just made my day. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But if the Lord permits me to have another child, mm-hmm. I don't know. I might try it. We'll mm-hmm. see. Wow. Well, now I know the secret to your super long hair. I mean, I've always wondered, like, how is your hair so long? And now I know why. Oh, because I, <laughs> oh, I eat things like placenta. That is, that is so funny. Oh, Lord. Uh, don't, uh, <laughs> so... Um, all of this was going on and I know that you know you have your own business Mm -hmm. you know and so do you feel like that made it easier for you to control your time you know have time to go for walks Um, tell me about your business Um, so in relation to having a baby in my business I don't know if it made it easier or harder I I don't really have a a way to to judge that I'm I'm guessing that maybe it's a little bit harder because you are in control of your time whereas if you're working a nine-to-five you know okay you're going to daycare Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to be at the office I'm going to be doing x y and z whereas when you're working from home there's those boundaries have you know you kind of have to work at creating those boundaries because you have the baby right there right you know if Mm -hmm. i want to send an email if i want to do x y and z i have to figure out how to juggle Mm -hmm. that with having a baby and so um, that has been very 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 challenging so tell me a little bit about what you do okay so i am a transformational lifestyle coach so i work with women primarily Mm -hmm. and we work on you know getting courage and confidence so that they can achieve the goals that they want whether it's life goals or work goals Mm -hmm. that will Mm -hmm. help them in having a life that is more fulfilling um, to wow. uh, to whatever it means to each one of them. So that's mm-hmm. predominantly what I do. And I do it from home um, online. Mm-hmm. Okay. Working from home means that you have to be, you know, more disciplined. You know, you have to create time for your family and not allow your work time just, you know, cut through the entire day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I like being able to just like leave work at work mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like drive away from it. But yeah, I really applaud you for um, pursuing your dreams and doing the things that make you happy. And I'm super happy too that it's gotten this little bundle of joy, even though you don't call me as often as you used to I'm glad because I feel like it's a good reason (laughs) so do you have any advice for women who are currently going through what you've been through like you know either through going through PCOS or or even just wanting a baby or trying to achieve a goal and it's not happening for them right now what would you say to people who are going through that right now I think the one thing that or the is the really the biggest thing that I would share is what I kind of mentioned before about really channeling your mind into a place of peace because your mind mm. can go crazy trying to figure out how something is going to happen when you don't have control over it. You can do as much as you can, mm. but at the end of the day, after all you've done, at some point, you have to let go and allow Mm. things to work out. You know, you can figure out what to do. You can figure out a lot of things, but the how you might not necessarily Mm. know how it's all going to work itself out. Mm. But being patient and trusting the process, praying and letting go and referring Mm. to Matthew 6 verses 27, you know, can all your worries add Mm -hmm. a single moment to your life? Can you investing all the stress and 
that you have, you know, is that going to add to your goal or, you know, of having a baby or of doing X, Y, and Z? Is it going to help it go faster? And the answer is no. So Mm -hmm. I think if anything, Mm -hmm. that's the advice I would give. Yes, do all that you can to help yourself and make yourself to be in the best possible state you know physically mentally in in anything that you know that you can do go ahead and do that right but at Mm -hmm. the same time let the results come right right and one thing that you really said that stuck out to me here is letting Mm -hmm. go you know for so many of us it's so hard to let go it's difficult like we can't we hold on to things that hurt us we hold on to hopes we hold hold on to dreams and we hold on so tightly that sometimes we hurt Mm -hmm. ourselves and so it's very refreshing to hear someone say it's okay to let go you know pray about it and experience that peace and good things believe that good things will happen to you believe that good things will come and eventually they will you know so yeah thank you so so much you really inspired me today I've been wanting to do this interview with you but we're all making time now so It has been an okay, honor, so for sure. I'm, I'm so thankful that you're able to do this. Um, so where can our listeners find you? You know, if they would like to get in touch with you, talk with you, um, where can they find okay, you? Okay, yeah, um, you can find me um, on my website, nosyposabanda.com. I'm also um, mm-hmm. on Instagram at Fabulous Virtuous Living. So yeah, those are okay. the places that, um, that they can find me. Okay, and, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious now. Um, are you still eating grass? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, <laughs> it's even worse now, to be quite honest, because I am breastfeeding. And so um, oh, wow. our baby, he was, you know, he had reflux. He has reflux and he had colic. Mm-hmm. And so... Because of that, he was very fussy. And so while I was, at some point, I started nibbling back into like the dairy. So so I had to get off Mm. dairy, things like anything with tomatoes, anything with raw onions, nuts, Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. So it intensified it. So I've had to really, really be strict on my diet. Not only for myself, but for mm. him as well, because it just it was breaking my heart just to see him, you know, be in so much pain because of the things that I was eating and how it was affecting his digestive system. So, you know, as he continues to grow and develop, you know, I'll be able to, you know, mm. add those things back in. I have actually started adding in like right. like nuts, things with nuts, and he it hasn't affected him and like onions and stuff, but things like dairy and mm-hmm. tomatoes that are very like acidic and things um i haven't added them yet so as time goes on i'll be able to add those back into my diet and hopefully yes i won't i'll stop just eating grass (laughs) (laughs) oh what is your son's name so you know we actually haven't um mentioned his name publicly but but i will tell you this i will tell you this so while i was pregnant you know we had a name for him we Mm -hmm. called him baby love bean yeah and so while i was pregnant because it was so long to say baby love bean all the time so my mom would just always call him lb so Yes. Okay. So your LB, baby's name is LB. Yes. <laughs> well, welcome to the world, LB. Yes. <laughs> we love you. All righty, Nosy. Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. You guys have heard it. Let go of the things that hurt you and let go. Just let it go and experience some yes. peace. And when that happens, yes. good things will come. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, go ahead and give us a thumbs up on iTunes and we really appreciate it and have a great week guys bye bye bye
Do you know that you can support this podcast with a small monthly contribution as little as a dollar every month? If you'd like to do so, please visit our website at www.talesofanafricanprincessinamerica.com. Thank you.